Welcome back to the John Lovell Show. I'm your host, John Lovell, and as I say it, I get how redundant the whole John Lovell thing is, but you guys get it, right? Today, we're talking about smart guns. Are smart guns a good idea? At very first blush, I had a whole bunch of objections, and now I still have a whole bunch of objections. Ben is in studio, and he's more sweet on him than I am. Uh, what we're going to do in this video is we're going to talk about some of those objections. We're going to be looking at uh, kind of the forerunner for the smart guns out there, and we'll dive into some of that and its features, some of the stuff that I've learned, and uh, kind of go through some possible pros. My point in this video isn't to take a hard stance for or against. Rather, I'm feeling my way through objections, and these, these guns do exist, and they're going to be rolling out here in the months to come. I want you armed with a bunch of things already floating around your head to see, hey, does this meet the objections and kind of what you would give it a thumbs up for? And so this video should be good. Let's go ahead and start it, guys. All right, guys, welcome back. There's been a bunch of stabs at making the next new smart gun. This has been in the works for, I don't know, five, 10 years. People have been trying to do this. And now I think there's one that's at least a lot better than the rest that I've seen. It's BioFire. Uh, it is a purpose-built gun, really with home defense in mind. And the whole idea is you can have this out, ready to grab at any moment, and it's going to read your facial ID or your fingerprint. And so a kid grabbing this gun, it's not going to work, or a bad guy grabbing this gun, it's not going to work either. And so that's the big idea. You see in this little video, you just got it chilling on a nightstand or by the front door, and you can grab it and go. And so that's really the idea. And Heath, you with us, man? That's fairly distracting. I'm just enjoying the incredibly addictive and revolutionary design of the Society Groove Wallet. Did I mention that it can hold up to six cards and not lose its slim profile? And you can access them with just the flick of a finger. It's backed by a no-nonsense 94-year warranty, although if you call them in year 95, I bet they'll make it good. And unlike some of the competitors out there that claim to be thin, but you add cards and it just gets thicker, this one retains its thinness. Groove Wallet, warriorpoetsupplyco.com. Now, I had some objections that in researching the BioFire gun, I was able to really get some of the answers. And so some of those objections have already been assuaged and others still remain. First off, Ben, what do you think about these smart guns in general? All right, honestly, they are going to sell a billion of these pistols. Every suburban mom and every small pickup driving man is going to buy one of these. Got it. Okay. I don't know. I am not so sure. Oh, man. They're going to buy stock well, now. Why, why do you think that these are going to sell so well? It is answering a problem that mainstream media has convinced society that we have, and this is a solution. Got it. I think that this might be a solution seeking a problem. Oh, all right. So they're already getting spicy out of the gate. Ben, I think you're wrong. And this is why. This is one of the first reasons why. I'm like, okay, I've got this gun and I can pick it up and it's got all these circuits and sensors and whatnot. And I pick this up and it reads my ID, whether it's facial recognition or it's my fingerprint. Yeah. And now the gun. But rather than have that, we already have biometric safes. They're far more economical. They're extremely secure. And now I don't have to have my my gun out in the open. So here, for instance, that's a one by vault -Tec. You put your fingerprint on there. It pops open. And now you have the normal functioning gun of your choice that's tested and reliable and good to go. 
Here is a uh, video of one of these in action. This can like mount on a bedside stand or under a desk or something else like that. There it is by a bedside table. And basically you just put your fingerprint on this like so, and voila, it opens up. And you don't have to have some weird new space tech gun. And it's just a gun uh, that's going to work really well. And so I, I really like this gun right here, but why not just have a normal gun with a biosafe? Why wire it into the gun and risk compromising the internal mechanics of this and also drive the gun price up by multiple times of like, the gun right now, what what is this gun weighing in a about MSRP? Fif- about fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could get a normal gun, five hundred bucks. That biometric safe that pops out costs one hundred and fifty. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. six hundred and fifty bucks in, and now I don't have to risk having something goofy happen to my gun. Well, the counter to what you just said is this. It's a good point, but here's the counter. Let's say a thief gets a hold of your gun. Let's say the thief absconds with your nightstand and your thing. Every safe, as you know, it can eventually be opened. And so the thing with this gun is the gun can still not be opened and usable. So it could be stolen and it's inert. Right. But you put a pig on a spit for a thief. They see a gun chill in there and they grab that like they may steal your iPhone, which they can't crack. But later they can crack it because the old adage of like, hey, no safe is uncrackable and no gun will be uncrackable, too. If you can jailbreak a cell phone, you can jailbreak one of these guns, too. And Uh, so now you have a gun that instead of locked away in a quick access biometric safe, now the gun is biometric and you display it out for your kids to just see if like they can pick it up and grab it just like a thief could just grab it. And now when a kid grabs this gun, you'd be like, Oh, it's okay. It's safe. And I'd return you to the universal firearm safety rules. Always treat every gun as if they're loaded, know the condition of your gun. And so here you could say, well, it can't fire. I'm like, well, I could say you have a external safety on a gun and it can't fire and it'd still be inappropriate for me to point it at Mm -hmm. anyone else. And so what's to keep a kid from picking this gun up, albeit it should not work and pointing it around. I'm like, I find it inappropriate to leave a gun chilling out for a thief to grab or a kid to just pick up and play with. And so your fear is that it will become a casual item, like an everyday item that uh, is not given the respect due that it should as a firearm because it's biometrically safe. Is that one of your fears with Uh, it? I think kids are going to pick them up and play with them. Yeah. Because they can. It's just chilling right there. And you could say, ah, but the safety works really well. I'm like, no, 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 it's not the thing. Even with a safety on, never point a gun at anything mm-hmm. you don't intend to destroy. And so I find it inappropriate to leave it out for a child to just pick up. I'd rather have it in a biometric safe. Right. And so, again, it seems to me, and I'm not really passing sole judgment, though I, I yeah. as I, I'm getting more impassioned, it sounds like I am. Uh, but really, I want to see where these go because I can imagine some other instances of like, I think about it like a prison guard. Could you imagine a prison guard, you know, surrounded yep. by bad guys all the time and he's got a gun on him and maybe that's, uh, you know, a yeah. biometric thing. And so if a bad guy grabs a gun, he can't use it on him. And so I'm like, right. I like that. Or you have someone in the house that suffers mental health issues and you want to have a additional tragedy buffer, you know, between them and anything that. But now I'm back to biometric safe. You, yeah, a biometric safe, I suppose. I, you know, I guess maybe this is a pro-Second Amendment aesthetic issue. I mean, in that, yeah. you know, in that reel, it's out and proud on the shelf. And perhaps they're making a very pro-Second Amendment shift with this that we want to have the gun 
as, a, as an everyday item that everybody should see and become familiar and, and used to. See, you mentioned Second Amendment. And to advertise Second Amendment, you know, to the masses, it wouldn't be like, come inside my house and look, I've got a gun chilling on display. And now I've got to have a 20-minute conversation why kids can pick that up or, or, or whatnot. And, man, I just don't feel very comfortable about that. But when it comes to another objection regarding Second Amendment, it's what in the world is the government going to do when this tech— which looks pretty benign. It's like, oh, I see the pluses. I'm like, wait until government figures out a good way to pirate in a bunch of new legislation on this. If like once bioguns exists and are, are have any amount of traction, they say, well, all guns need to have these safety mechanisms. And now it becomes this awful way of like, all guns are illegal now, except these, and they're cost prohibitive, which allows anti-gunners to have a new uh, economic yeah. way to disincentivize people from getting guns, which really punishes folks on lower incomes specifically. But that re that really – and then what happens when they make these things wireless? This one isn't a wireless thing. So as of the, uh, the biofire, it's not like uplinking to the Internet or anything. But what happens when they say, and now it links up to the Internet, and look at all these pros that you have. But it could also allow a government – regulating agency to be able to just shut off all your guns uh, or it has some electronic registry so that you know exactly who's got what. And so I, I don't know that I like any of the things that could happen later from a second amendment. And for you to say, you have to have this tech on here, which no one's making the argument right now, but they will. They always do. What well, do you got and here? to your point, they have already tried to do that. Have uh, they? Yeah. Joe Biden mentioned it in the democratic, um, uh, committee when when he was before he became president he awesome. mentioned it there in 2002 new jersey actually had a law on the books that said when this works we're going to mandate that this is the only guns you can have in our state it got taken off the laws but yeah even 2019 yeah, yeah 2019 even but well this one goes all the way back to 2002 no way yes wow. so yeah they will do that. Well, uh, let me run through some more because uh, I've got a whole list of stuff. I, I do want to say of like, hey, you know, this may be a thing that could save some kids from accidentally getting shot. And for that, I'd be really a big fan of that. Last thing I ever want is a tool that's meant to protect kids falling into their hands. It ends up making an accident. That does happen. Uh, it's not a very frequent occurrence, as the media would have you believe. So, for instance, the CEO and founder, I was watching a video just in preparing for this uh, this video today, was talking about the number one cause of death of kids is accidental firearm, or I mean, is firearms. And I'm like, whoa, that is so wildly inaccurate. Uh, of I get mm -hmm. that that's peddled, but really what goes into that humongous number of gun deaths toward kids they're putting all gang violence in there, uh, you know, of like suicide deaths, all these deaths, which clearly aren't the number that they're advertising is packed in there. It's a propagandist number. Here's my friend Koyan Noir debunking this hardcore. Here we go. The number of unintentional gun deaths is decreasing, not going up. However, these deaths are still tragic nonetheless. Unintentional gun deaths make up 1% of total gun-related deaths. That's about 500 unintentional gun deaths a year. Of those deaths, 28.3% are from playing with guns, i.e. kids getting their hands on a loaded gun. 17.2% are from people believing the gun wasn't loaded, and 13.8% were from hunting. That means smart guns will only realistically possibly prevent about 145 unintentional gun deaths. Oh, 145 
deaths per year for kids. Uh, so it's not the tens of thousands that you're led to believe. When you boil it down, it's only a few hundred deaths in those, the unintentional. Now, some folks will say, well, even if it prevents one death, then everyone should do that. And this is just such a stupid argument. Please don't make this. Understand, even one death is too many. I don't want those to happen. And I think, you know, parents locking up guns and biosafes, for instance, like this, or under lock and key and having good education and raising your kids in a good, healthy way and making sure, you know, the neighborhood miscreant kids aren't coming in and, and you know, being left unattended when you got guns available in the house. And so there's lots of stuff that we could do uh, to educate, to eliminate those deaths for sure. But just saying, here's a new piece of tech. Let's make a yep. massive regulation. Let's let's change the world so that we can eliminate a few hundred deaths. Just isn't very realistic. And you have to account for is how many of these guns, these bio guns, might fail, uh, or some difficulty arises, and you died because of some glitch in your computer circuitry, which would have been saved. Of like everything you do. Uh, socioeconomically, whatever, everything you do, it'll may save some lives and cost some others, right? And the whole yeah. argument of if it only saves one death or if it only saves one life, then we should do it. Well, like, well, speeding kills people. And so let's lower all the interstate speed limits from 70 to 25 miles per hour. You're going to save a lot of lives. So everyone's riding 25 miles per hour now on because it may save one life. Of like, oh, you're better still. Vehicle accidents, People die from vehicle accidents, outlaw vehicles. We're just walking everywhere. No price is too high if it means we could save even one person. See, this is a argument reducto ad absurdum. It's a slippery slope argument. Don't fall for it. Uh, the stats on how many kids are actually dying from firearms in a home each year is incredibly low. Let's work through education and extra safety measures to do this, but I don't accept a bio gun as this magic bullet per se to all of a sudden wipe that out you're going to cause a bunch of problems and possibly solve some other problems because that's just the way of the world i have more objections though let's go on uh you hate science it's because you hate science right <laughs> i'm a luddite crib <laughs> yeah. if it's new i hate it now truth <laughs> be told as the world becomes far more technologically advanced with the advent of these larger language models and AI and whatnot, the more that happens, the more I like spending time outside with my family, the more I like my farm, and the more I like reading actual physical books. Okay, so it's just that, so it's not that you hate space guns and you're against science and you hate the, the bio gun. You have some legitimate cons here. Next time you see me, I'll be horse and buggy wearing <laughs> traditional Amish garb. Going 25. I'm going that direction. <laughs> I'm your Luddite curmudgeon. It's new. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have some honest uh, objections. I've already listed some of them. Uh, here's some uh, more stuff of, what if this biocheck fails? Now, right now, it has a facial recognition. So on the back of the gun, when you present, yep. it'll look at your face and be like, all right, green light, you're good to go. You can shoot now. Uh, also, on the grip, it will uh, tag your fingerprint. And if it's the right fingerprint, now you can shoot. Now, things can go wrong with this. I also wondered, oh, it's got a battery. What if the battery fails? Well, this it's made to work in like a docking station. So yeah. the battery thing doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. So that objection yep. uh, was passed for me. Fingerprint. Well, what if it, you, you know your hands are sweaty, which is immediately going to happen when you get scared? Uh, what if your hands are bloody? What if you just got a smudge or you man. didn't hit yeah. it right? 
well, the fingerprint thing fails. And I'm like, aha, that's why we have the facial recognition one, which is a redundancy. Well, what if I pick it up and I don't immediately point so that it can read my face? Instead, anybody with a gun, remember, don't point a gun at anything you don't intend to destroy. Right. I grab it responding to that bump in the night, and I've got it like a low ready. So it's not tracking my face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone's got a little trigger creep or whatever, or, or their uh, hands twisted some. Who knows? But it, I could foresee uh, a scenario where neither one of those checks actually gotcha yeah. in real world, maybe on the range and you're just playing around and you're kind of working with it and looking at it works every time. But yeah. Murphy shows up in the midst of the scary fight. What if it's dark? Well, the sensor has supposedly I, like an IR capability. So even if it's dark, it should still be able to recognize your face. So anyway, as I'm looking at the tech, I'm like, man, they, they really thought through some stuff here. Yeah. I still don't think it's perfect. And you can't lead me to believe of like, I just grab and go like it's a normal gun and I count on a hundred percent of the time to work in that harried, frenzy, frantic, dark, chaotic event. Uh, and so, you know, you, you, you switch hands, you got to get a new fingerprint thing. If you right. release your grip on it, you know, if you put it down or say I'm doing an out of battery stoppage, well, now I'm going to twist the gun in such a way that the lasers uh, that are interacting with your hand will deactivate my fingerprint code no and then when i come back no it will when you you can shift it around in your hand i watched ian with forgotten weapons doing this yeah but if uh in an out of battery stoppage i'll turn the gun completely so that it's twisted in my hand so i can push up on the slide stop lever okay and i believe and i have i don't have one i believe when you do that it's going to deactivate it. Because it's got um, two sensors on the back strap and the front that are gauging movement in the hand. So it might still stay activated in your hand. If you switch hands, yeah. I know for sure that kills it. But it it but, remains to be seen. I'm thinking the way I clear a mm-hmm. out-of-battery stoppage, it's going to shut it down. I'm going to have to okay. reactivate. But coming out of that, I wouldn't go to put my fingerprint on it again. I would go straight to the trigger because I'm in a gunfight. That's yeah. why it happened. And so... That's just something, nothing huge, but I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm suspending judgment and just saying, I have reservations. I don't know. One day I'm going to get my hands on one of these and then I can do a follow-up video and be like, Hey, I had these objections and now I learned this and now I know better. But as it stands, I'm not so sure. For Ian at Forgotten Weapons, he's a YouTuber. uh, He got to go to BioFire's facility and saw it all and he was really excited about it and I was amazed when he picked it up at the range just picking it up and pointing it immediately got his face immediately and he was able to shoot and I'm like that worked better than I thought it would good job no doubt and I don't know whether it was tracking his fingerprint or his face or both but I would have thought it wouldn't have worked as good as it did it didn't look clumsy it did mm-hmm. not look clumsy. It looked sharp and, and active. Like, and everything's writing on that for Biofire. If they don't get that right, it's a dud. Guys, check out Ian at uh, Forgotten Weapons on this gun, the Biofire smart gun, if you'd like to. He goes uh, far more into the techie stuff. I thought he did a fantastic job, and we really appreciate you, Ian, for that. However, in uh, the video, Ian is shooting, and this is a prototype, but it had multiple stoppages, and I didn't like that. Now, I could normally just cut a prototype a break and be like, I get it. You'll get the glitches out. However, I don't know uh, because this gun, they didn't build on all the circuitry and sensors and tech onto an existing proven gun. They built their own gun from the ground up. 
And now part of it, because of all the battery and circuits and sensors and stuff, they couldn't build it like a normal striker-fired gun, which is what it kind of looks like, you know, space striker-fired gun from the future, where normally when you uh, pull the slide back, the barrel unlocks and tilts down so that you have easy feeding into a chamber that kind of cants toward the round that's being loaded in. They weren't able to do that with this gun, so instead it's a straight-up load. And I thought immediately of like, that's going to cause reliability issues. And lo and behold, he had the exact reliability issues that I predicted would happen. Now, it doesn't mean it's not uh, achievable. Some 1911s have that where they don't pull the barrel down and instead it has to feed it. But yeah, barrel bushing. I would, yeah. I would immediately be like, I don't think 1911s are the most reliable guns <laughs> in the world either. <laughs> Cue hatred Aww. in the comments. You suck, John. I get it. You suck. But <laughs> I, I I don't know that this gun will be real reliable. I'm like, all right, great. You got some engineers who are really good electronics, but now they're going to reinvent the wheel of firearms as well. They're trying to do a great gun. You have to have this gun and this electronics, and it's all going to work in tandem together. And I realize the engineering necessity to link those together, but... You can't have the gun that you like with the reliability that you're used to. I think reliability-wise, it's going to go down. You know, John, I was also wondering about customization options. Where's the option for red dots? Where's the option for white light? You know, at the, when you look at the prototype, you don't see anything but the basic gun. Perhaps they'll change that, but everyone's using red dots now, and I don't see any space on that for any red dot. And yeah. you think about the weight of the technology on there that's increasing then the potential that you might have a failure to eject because the gun's just simply heavier. You know? uh, I don't know. It all remains to be seen. Right. I also saw all the bulk under the barrel. I'm like, well, what if you want a, a weapon light on there? Yeah. And then uh, later they'll solve that. And like, look, we put a weapon light on there and it's going to be some 35 lumen shoot me light uh, that just doesn't work. And I'm like, that thing's worthless. That's <laughs> so, not what I meant. So firefighter, if you're watching this, you got to go big. I didn't the light. mean that. Go big or go home when it comes to uh, white lights. But lots of stuff. But I can at least get behind of like, hey, look, it's not all use and perfect. The first one out of the gate of like, I can suspend some judgment with just a, hey, what about this? The, the weapon light and so, these aren't wildly serious objections, especially your first out of the gate. This is a prototype and it's starting. But again, here's some just general objections. Uh, another one, there's no way this gun is not going to be uh, more fragile than an act, than another firearm. Another firearm, you should be able to like hammer a nail in with it, beat somebody, and then shoot them with it. You know, like that. that's the reliability of a gun. But here, you have a very complex circuit board, uh, you know, very small soldered wires. I wonder how this is going to be with impact breakages, whether you're dropping it or it bangs against a door frame or you're fighting over it or you get tackled and, and you know, bangs against a wall. How does this work in extreme cold or extreme heat? How does that affect it? And, yeah. you know, when you're working the fingerprint on the side, how is that going to work? And it's just a bunch of questions, but there's no way this gun is not going to be more fragile than just a normal gun. Uh, some uh, other stuff. Uh, I recognize that this is a purpose-built gun, and the idea is, is here's a pistol that lives on a nightstand, and so you grab it for that context. But I don't want to get a gun, especially a more expensive gun, that has such a limited context of like, mm -hmm. look, I got a gun now, and I can carry it concealed. My wife can put it in her purse, and we can you know, put it in a quick-draw safe. We can do all kinds of different stuff with it. Don't tell me I can't carry my gun concealed. I'm like, I want to be able to carry my gun concealed. But here, it uh, this would have some real problems in I'm doing a real quick draw. 
and going straight to trigger, I'm not going to get that fingerprint thing. Uh, and I may be waiting on that facial recognition, especially as you're breaking that first shot. Let's say we're almost retention. We're, we wanted to do yeah. a retention shot right off the rip. I'm like, you literally can't do that skill set, which is a very common thing. If oh. all, if you ever have to go physical before you go lethal, you may be in a martial arts context. You pull, you go to retention, and none of those um, biometric options are going to work because your finger's going to go straight to trigger, and it's not going to see your face. Uh, you know, especially if you're shooting here, but you don't get a full presentation because you're in that first moment. It's going to slow you down. It's not built for concealed carry. Uh, also, it's much bulkier and like, man, have fun carrying that concealed. That thing is huge. Again, the, the people would be like, well, it's not built for that. I'm like, I know, but if I own it, I, I, my guns, I can carry concealed or home. And if I'm at home, I don't even want that pistol for home defense. I want a rifle or a shotgun. You know, of like, why would I have a pistol for home defense? Those of you who don't like what I just said, watch my video on selecting what gun is best for home defense. And I have all kinds of reasons why I'd prefer rifle and shotgun. Whatever you're coming up with for why you like a pistol, I'll even say that in the video. I'll be like, yeah, here's a reason. But here's some other stuff you haven't thought of. And so anyway, check that out. It'll be good. You know, John, I think BioFire is really doing a great job as far as, you know, prototypes that have come before them. But to your point, if I'm in a life or death situation, would I rely on my smartphone to work accurately right there in that moment, especially if it's been knocked out of my hand, it, it kicked around on the ground. And I imagine sometimes when I'm using my smartphone in very controlled situations, it still doesn't always pick up immediately. Yeah. So in a life or death situation, which would be how I'm pulling this gun for home defense, I want to 100% to know that it's going to work every time. Yeah, and it, it just remains to be seen. Of, uh, to your point of like, yeah, it's, it's going to be more fragile. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't use your iPhone to hammer in a nail. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it, it's techie it stuff. It kind of gives out-of-battery malfunction a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, there's dead that, that, that wasn't yeah, terrible. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, we'll do good. that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Ben goes like... One for twenty with dad. <laughs> that was that was the Time one. Normally we just leave him to the X. But yeah. teeth, we know how it's. Now done, we've got right? to endure nineteen misses because oh, he got one. Guys, yeah. come on. The clock reset. <laughs> hey, but, uh, very good. So uh, we went through a whole bunch of kind of. Well, we went through some pros, some cons, but really even less than cons. These are just objections, thoughts. I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments. Did I miss any objections as we bring all this to the smartphone, or I mean the smart gun, smartphone, yeah. we're talking about phones too much, the smart uh, gun market, which is already upon us. Here we'll yeah. see them released here in the next few months. I personally am going to just suspend judgment. Uh, I do have these objections, and we'll see how the they come out, but I look forward to future prototypes. Mm -hmm. I do want to hand it to BioFire uh, that I think they, they thought through a whole lot of stuff, but there's still a lot left. I'm going to remain at, to me, it still looks like a solution seeking a problem. Oh. It still looks like a solution. Get a little bio check safe, 150 bucks solves all the problems for you without any of the bad stuff. And you'll save a ton of money. So oh, I think it's, a, I'm not seeing it. It's an aesthetic. I think they're going to sell a ton of these guns Honestly, by the stock now, it's it's going to be a massive win for this company. Guarantee you. No, I bet no. you two tacos. You never make good on the two taco bets. Totally. No, you don't buy anyone tacos. Thank you. Thank You've you got, for how saying many, that. How many tacos has been? Zero. I, he owes me lots, but I don't, I mean, it's like. I stopped keeping track. Yeah, yeah. It's like the national debt. It's because it you guys don't win, any, you don't win any of the bets. That's why. I don't. 
I win. No, I that's win wrong. Bet. That's wrong. That, I'm fact checking that, I, and that's I false. I win some bets. It is fact check. Yeah. I hate all, right. all this misinformation. Well, I bet it's you two. Epidemic. I bet you two tacos. This gun is going to do all right, and that You're is probably that right. is before the government then gets its contract as well. Mm. This this gun is built for the modern day government, and it is going to make whoever designed this fabulously wealthy. Okay, that point is interesting, and you alluded to it earlier, John. To have someone in law enforcement have a gun that. A, an assailant can't take from them and use against them. Well, and not as much gun like a cop walking his beat with that gun because of like now we're in like entangled gunfights where mm-hmm. I need the durability of a normal mm-hmm. gun and to have yeah. the option to go to a retention shooting position, which cops will have to do. This gun would not check out. I specifically said of like no a prison guard. Mm. That means you're gotcha. s- you've got your gun and you're mm-hmm. surrounded by a, a bunch of inmates, mm-hmm. you know, of like th- this is a way that That's you could legitimate. get a firearm. This is a way that a, a, a prison guard could actually carry a firearm potentially, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's a terrible, but in my head, just from the hip, I'm like, ah, that makes sense. prison guard. That makes know? sense. And yeah. so I thought about that. All right. Fascinating conversation. Jump below in the comments. Let us know what you think. We're going to move on with the John Lovell Show. We have our Q&A ambush section where I'm going to answer all kinds of different questions. Our dad joke section as well. We're going to continue our conversations. So uh, YouTube and those listening on podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll say goodbye to you. Check out Watch WPSN.com to get the rest of this episode, all the other episodes, all kinds of training classes and other entertainment you're uh, missing out on. You're missing out, guys. Watch WPSN.com and then you can download us in the App Store. See you guys. Biden's going to fix it all. He's great. You know, you you use your ball. Mm, That's weird. These three are fresh on my mind and so I'll go uh, into exactly what those are. So uh, raising a virtuous rebel.